the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy Hump Day. Hump day, hump day. <laughs> it is. I'm in great spirits tonight. Like I always am when I get to hang out with you guys here every night of the week from 6 to 8 p.m. And on top of the fact that we actually had some sunshine here in San Diego today. Believe it or not, y'all, we may not be freezing out here. Unless sometimes it does feel like it's cold when it dips a little bit below 60. Um, but we've had quite the rain lately. In, in fact, if you're here in San Diego, I found out today um, that we've had a lot more flooding than was even on the news. And so prayers for everybody whose homes were flooded, like people I heard about in Spring Valley. Uh, schools completely closed. There's one school that's going to have to be pretty much rebuilt because of floods in Spring Valley. So shout out to everybody here in San Diego who's been impacted by the floods. Because believe it or not, y'all... It hasn't been making a lot of news, but we had some flooding here in San Diego. And if you're on the roads in San Diego, on your way home listening to me, thank you for being here. Sit back, relax, maybe in a little gangsta lean and enjoy. And if you miss any part of the show, don't forget you can download the podcast and email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Got some emails to read. Memo to me, save time later on in the show to read out the emails because I've actually got some really good ones to share with you guys tonight. Okay, much to get into tonight. We've got some things really brewing at the southern border that we've got to talk about tonight. Uh, Here's a little pop quiz question for y'all. Who's hanging around like something on the bottom of your shoe that you can't quite scrape off? Uh, Jesse Jane Duff will be here. (laughs) and a little bit to talk about that. Um, Carrie Lake is uh, talking tonight about the bribery scheme. Um, What airline uh, is back in the news tonight after focusing too much on on, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and not enough on uh, product safety, shall we say? Much, much, much to get into. Before I go any further, let me bring in this guy, he's yummy and tasty and nutritional, not as much as a king cake, though, but it's DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat. Sesame Broccolini. I have to say, it is it is hump day today, but it's no ordinary hump day because... Governor Abbott, man, I I don't know. I just think he has the opportunity to be one of the most important governors in U.S. history right now. If yeah. he holds the line in Texas, do not capitulate. 
Do not right. give up. Right. Hold the line. We Absolutely. have Joe Biden over a barrel. Keep going. Well, we do. But the problem he's got in holding the line, and by the way, hold the line has been trending on Twitter. Uh, and uh, I, I will say that there's still a little part of me as we get into the story and give you guys some details here. There's a little part of me that's like, where was this guy two years ago? Uh, had, why, why did we wait? This, there's, there's some much to praise Governor Abbott on today, but let this be a lesson to why the Republican Party has to stop playing reactive politics and get out ahead. Stop waiting until we are at a crisis point where our country is practically gone before you decide you're actually going to do something. So here is what he is doing. First things first, I want to talk about after the Supreme Court ruling that took place in which Amy Coney Barrett tapped into her um, roots of Louisiana libtardness she sided with uh, the other uh, communist on the Supreme Court and greenlit the intended invasion of the United States. In fact, before I get into get, uh, Abbott's um, response here, there's something that Char Charlie Kirk had to say in response to the Supreme Court uh, that I think sets the stage for what Abbott is doing uh, and the actions he's taking. Charlie Kirk said, okay, so if there's a hurricane and the federal government doesn't show up, can a state save its people? If Putin attacked Alaska with 50,000 troops and the U.S. military refused to act, can a state protect its people? Or would Alaska be constitutionally bound to just let it happen? What SCOTUS decided yesterday was, the, was that absurd. If the federal government is derelict in its basic constitutional functions, the agreement between the states dissolves. Joe Biden has forced a constitutional crisis. And I am not a constitutional attorney, but um, here's what uh, Abbott had to say today. He released a statement outlining states' rights to constitutional self-defense when dealing with a, quote, lawless president. He said, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. Um, he went on to say, oh, hang on, I'm pulling up his statement here. And expanded. He said, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Uh, he has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. He's instructed his uh, Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. Uh, the effect is to illegally allow them their on mass parole in the United States. He goes on to say, by wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border uh, bridges where, in, where nobody drowns and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. That's when he goes on and starts talking about James Madison and everything I just read. He said the failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4, has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under, under Article 10, 
uh, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. The authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. They are, uh, they are ignoring, one of the things they're doing is ignoring the Supreme Court, who, by the way, they said that, that Texas couldn't tear down, um, uh, what did they say? They, they, that the Biden administration could tear down razor wire, but they didn't say that Texas couldn't put up the, uh, razor wire. So they are continuing to add razor wire to the southern border. I'm not sure what else when he says the National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety and Texas personnel are acting on that authority to secure. I'm not sure what else besides the razor wire they're planning. What I would hope that it would involve is bullets. This is a, we are under an invasion. This is no different than if Russian soldiers, these are military aged men. There was actually a video on TikTok today of a, of a, a, a convicted terrorist who was identified at the border. Terrorists are coming across and not even being held. They're being dispersed throughout our nation. I hope that Texas starts involving bullets. Is that not what we would do in the scenario? And notice I'm not saying the people pick up arms. But if if we're under an invasion, should not the Texas National Guard defend us and how are they supposed to defend defend us if it's not with bullets with spitballs your thoughts sesame well there there's a lot that that governor abbott could do i mean i i don't think that we need to start getting into bullets necessarily but i do think that right, riot so gear then- is fine i do think that building putting out buoys in front of the in in the ocean around the Gulf to keep people out is fine, and even if they're barbed, I think barbed wire is fine. I think arresting people is fine, deporting people is fine. Why can't you say you come into this country and we're going to shoot you? If I have, well, I, I guess you could. I guess I'm saying I think that we could try something else first that would be highly effective. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it takes that much. I honestly think if we built a wall and put border buoys back in the water and we keep the it's, barbed how wire long will going it take? and we you deport put the people. Up. But how long is it going to take to build a wall? In the meantime, we got millions coming in here. What they could do is go around with buses. They they know what's that area in Texas where they've got um, all they've got basically or not. That's where they're coming in. Are you talking about the Colony Ridge migrant colony? The Colony Ridge. Yeah, uh sure. You know, start they could they could start a deportation force for sure. Yes, yes, they could, and they should be doing that. And I want yeah. other states to start following suit. If you're not, if the federal government is not going to deport people who are in this country unlawfully, then I think it is a totally within states' rights. And that's what this really comes down to. It's everything right. with the Democrats right. and with the open borders, liberals. It all comes down to federalizing everything. They don't want individual states to have their own rights. They make states' rights sound like some dirty word. But individual states do have their own rights, their own constitutions, and their own obligations to, to perform protect their people and their property and their territory. So yeah, we should start deporting people and every state should be doing that. And every state should be building border walls. If you're a border state, because it's look, I I'm all for the deterrence and it should be a lot harsher. I want ice going. I want ice raids coming back. I'm so sick of this catch and release 10 million illegal aliens, 10 million. 
in what no, three it's, it's years? No, it's at least it, No, it's even more than that. It, you think it's, it's more? upwards. Andy Biggs is saying it's closer to fifteen. That's crazy. That is that is certifiably yeah. and crazy. I think, and I think that you, if, if, if there was a video going around, I want y'all to Google it. Uh, this is radio, so we can't. It doesn't do me any good to try to, you know. Um, there's nothing I can play. But if you look at the at the um, border. That is it Cairo that set up? No, it's not Cairo because that's not along the border of Gaza. Um, who Egypt. is it? I, I don't know if, if it's, it's the Egypt. Sinai it's Peninsula. not Cairo. It is Egypt. Yeah, but it is Egypt. It's I said Cairo, but it, it's 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 not. But yeah, what they have set up for a border, my dude. Have you seen that? How high that wall is, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the razor wire goes up about fifty feet. You know, you, and, but, and it's and layers think, of steel. It's like layered. It's, it's layers. like that, we need that here. I. Trump asked for $5 billion for a border wall. I don't care how much it takes. You can't have a country without borders. Yeah. That's one thing I'm willing to spend the money on. I don't like government but, but, spending, right. but if they want to spend it on a border wall, I'm all for that. But in the meantime, I feel like if I have the right to tell somebody who's trying to come into my home, stop or I'm going to shoot you, we ought to be able to do the same thing as a nation. Y'all tell me what you think. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. I am not suggesting that the uh that they start picking off people what i'm suggesting is uh you tell people as you see them coming don't come over here this is sovereign land it's a crime to come here and we have a right to defend ourselves and then if somebody comes forward why do you not have a right you don't have to answer that this is this is a question out there we you know if we believe as lieutenant colonel john mills said last night there's 14 um, hotspots or um, I can't remember the terminology conflicts around the world. He said one of which uh, uh, conflicts in terms of war, one of which is at our Southern border. If we are literally at a war is not, is, is not a, a, a wartime force appropriate. Email me andreakshow.com andreakshow.com. All right. We're going to shift gears because um, the spanking that took place in New Hampshire last night is resonating uh, to everybody except one person who's sticking around uh, like something that you, you know, uh, between the grooves of a shoe that you can't scrape off. And yeah, we're going to talk about Carrie, uh, not Carrie Lake. We're going to talk about Nikki Haley when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Who remembers one of the funniest movies ever? I don't even know if Sesame Broccolini has seen it. It was, um, oh gosh, now I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's Three Amigos, start, Steve Martin, Martin no, Short, the canteen no, scene. No, no, way funnier than that. Rodney Dangerfield. 
I think it was back to school. There's a scene in it. He sells suits for a living, right? And there's a scene in it and he says, hey, if you want to look skinny, stand next to fat people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I loved Rodney Dangerfield so much. So you, you could make his movies anymore right now, right? B back to school and, you know, any of these great movies that he made, even Caddyshack, you couldn't make now. Um, but I was thinking that one of the great things about Donald Trump is not just him exposing the deep, deep state, but I mean, the contrast, it, it you know, it, 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 between um, him and what MAGA is about versus um, the, the left, right? And I'm not sure if it's a good analogy, but it reminded me of it because, you know, if, if, you, if you want to look, um, I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it justice or even explain the weirdness that was going in my mind. So I'm going to tell you what's going on with Tim Scott. And you tell me if you see the analogy between that and Rodney Dangerfield is saying, hey, you want, to, you want to look skinny, stand next to a fat person. It's about contrast. And um, Donald Trump showing, uh, highlighting clearly that, that who the real um, bad guys are, who the real fat people, and I don't mean, I mean fat metaphorically, really are. The left has just taken identity politics and the PC culture to one of the nastiest, most grotesque places it could ever go, where we are literally at the point to where people are, are dying or will die as a result of them pull, pushing uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense. And anybody that stands in the way, including the people that DEI is supposed to be about, will literally be destroyed. Case in point, Tim Scott. And from where I stand, Tim Scott is not even halfway as conservative as like a Thomas Sowell, right? Or even a Larry Elder. I feel like he's fairly squishy, right? He's, he's you know, um, he's not my, my favorite and I don't consider him really conservative, but I appreciate the fact, at least not as much as I want. And I appreciate the fact so much that he, he, it was like a Southern expression here. It was like to Nikki Haley, I can't even look at you. Can't even look at you. And instead he went to New Hampshire and endorsed and joined forces with President Trump. He may not be as conservative as I would like him to be or truly a MAGA conservative, but he's conservative enough in my eyes. And, um, and it was Ronald Reagan, I think, who said, if you agree with me 90%, you know, you're my friend, uh, to paraphrase somebody, um, another actor besides, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield. So today, uh, the left is so hysterical over what happened in New Hampshire and it, the resounding win that was not just for Trump, but for MAGA that they have gone after Tim Scott today in a way that is absolutely repulsive. I want to play, start a little bit with the Morning Joe crew and how foul they are in talking about uh, Senator Scott and Trump. And my God, who is Tim Scott? Uh, mm. Who is Tim Scott? Yeah, the guy that Nikki Haley appointed to the Senate he he's he's supporting a guy right now who defended Nazis lie in Charlottesville. He's defending lie. a guy that 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 supports the replacement theory. He's defending a guy and supporting a guy 
happily, happily, it's easily the most racist uh, president in our lifetime. It, it, go, it just goes without saying. He's inspired racism across this country. Just all you have to do is go on social media and see what his supporters are saying. Every bit of that is a lie. Absolutely disgusting, despicable that they would demean. And let me tell you, you think they could get away with that if they were talking about Barack Obama in such a manner? The, the, uh, uh, Donald Trump has inspired racism, absolutely, on the part of the left, who see everything through the, through the lens of race. Can you imagine what the left would be saying if, Tim, if that was Sean Hannity and Tim Scott was Barack Obama? You couldn't even ask a question with, about Barack Obama without being accused of racism. But in, in, in the, the bottom line is for Democrats out there, you're useful idiots if you think that the left will not come and personally destroy you. And, and as communists, they will kill you or have you killed in one way, shape or another if it furthers their agenda. That's the reality. And of course, one of the poverty pimps had to get in on the act, and that is our good friend Al Sharpton. Remember Al Sharpton, the guy who launched his career with a false accusation of rape against white men on behalf of Tawana Broadley? Here's what he had to say. Uh, there are few uh, moments in my life I've been more embarrassed than to watch Tim Scott, uh, who, uh, uh, you know, I know Tim and I are both practicing Christians, but I don't know if he could pray like that to, to the other side. I mean, it was humiliating to watch with Tim Scott. Wow. I don't and now Questioning, humiliating to watch. How, how was it humiliating, by the way? What nobody else's behavior humiliates me. I can't be humiliated by somebody else's behavior. What this is about is Tim Scott. And I'm not the first to use this analogy, so don't be adding me anywhere. He he's he has left the reservation, not reservation, but the plantation. That's why they're that's why they go after so hard conservatives like Thomas Ole and Larry Elder and Ben Carson and Tim Scott. Because black people are not allowed to be independent thinkers or have an opinion that's different from what the slave owners of the Democrat Party want for them. Remember Joe Biden to Charlemagne? You ain't black, man, if you don't vote for me. They are the oppressors of the African-American people. And it's absolutely despicable and beyond racist for them to speak about Tim Scott in this way. Anything you want to add quickly, Sesame, before we move on? Just that, I mean, at this point, it's it's like <laughs> when I look at the ballot, I see two parties. But more than that, I see one side that is just sane and another side that is just insane. Al Sharpton, Morning Joe, these people are just pathologically deranged. It's like Trump mm -hmm. broke their mind and they literally yeah. have never been able to recover. And it's one of the things I love most about Trump. He literally broke 
the radical left yep. in this country because he's everything that they hate and the American people love him. He cares about nationalism yep. and faith and God and defending our countrymen and bringing mm -hmm. home the troops and ending the forever wars. And he cannot be corrupted and they hate him for it. And they hate anybody. It's just the vitriol in Sharpton. There's my analogy. These people on the left, like right. you, you can tell just based on the way they yeah. constantly smear anyone who sides right. with Trump. They're Hang full of hatred. I'm sorry. I just, I had yes, to it, make that point. No, that's that's great because what it did was you gave me my analogy to Rodney Dangerfield. If you want to sound sane, stand next to a Democrat <laughs> <laughs> after Trump has just had another victory. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. More Andrew K. Show coming up. Don't go anywhere. If you missed any part of the show, download the podcast and email me, andrewkshow.com, andrewkshow.com. Stay with us. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. What a win it was last night in New Hampshire, babies. Oh my goodness. Trump is the, this was the, I believe he's the first in history to have won three New Hampshire primaries in a row. And I think we talked about it last night. It's also the first time, I think, since 1973 or 76 since a Republican has won both Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primaries. It was absolutely historic. Uh, after the show, the final totals came in. Trump won by double digits in spite of the fact that 70 percent of Haley voters were not Republican. And there were countless videos and even one MSNBC reporter who interviewed a voter who said, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I voted for Haley. Why'd you vote for Haley? Well, really just to stick it to Trump. I'm not going to vote for her in the general election, but, you know, Biden's not running here. So, you know, I thought, you know, I'll come in. And the MSNBC reporter said, well, that's among countless people I've heard today. And, of course, that's given a, a false narrative uh, to the Democrats that they could use, that Trump can't win the independents and the and the Democrats. Um, but the reality is, is the conservative voters, the Republicans in New Hampshire, coughed Nikki Haley up like a furball to the degree to where even Ronna Romney McDaniel is calling for her to drop out. But of course, Nikki, just like she was in Iowa going, thank you, Iowa, even though she came. It's a two-person race, even though she came in third. She's last night telling in New Hampshire, she's like, yay, great night. Thank you, New Hampshire. Onward to Super Tuesday. She's And she actually, she and her team actually put out a statement that they're counting on open primaries and non-Republican voters to get her over. Even Chuck Todd was saying she's not competing to win. Is she actually a Democrat operative? Is that what this is about? So I reached out to Jesse Jane Duff. Y'all remember JJD, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, U.S. Marine Corps retired, my favorite branch, 2020 co-chair of Veterans for Trump, 2024 Trump ambassador for America First Policy Institute. JJD, welcome back. Oh, you all are awesome. And uh, I am actually amazed at how she celebrates her losing with a victory speech <laughs> each time. It's, just, it's astronomical. I've never seen anybody do this. 
Oh, thank you, Iowa. It's now a third-person <laughs> race, even though she came in third. <laughs> then, oh, thank you, New Hampshire. I congratulate Donald Trump. He's done great. And because of you, it's a two-person race. Like, wait a minute. You said that yeah. already. <laughs> and we're standing here, and the data is out that there's an incredible number of Democrats that were able to do this open primary crossover, register as a Republican to vote for her. That's yeah. just garbage. This is why we should not have open primaries. And this is yeah. why Nevada went to a caucus, because the yeah. GOP in Nevada was like, no, we're not going to do these primaries again where you can have all this corruption. We're going to have a caucus People have to come between a limited period. They have to have voter ID. And we will darn well ensure that every caucus is open throughout the state. And we will count this by hand and make sure there's no cheating involved. And she didn't even get on the ballot in Nevada. She's only on the primary ballot, which is pointless because the GOP is not counting the votes in the primary. They're counting the delegates from the caucus. So she can't even say Nevada. She goes onward to South Carolina when Nevada's next. Um, I will say this. I have a I've heard a few pundits say this, and I kind of agree with this. Um, She brings press coverage to President Trump. If she drops Mm -hmm. out, we have to recognize then it's just a Super Tuesday that doesn't have the same meaning. uh, These early primary events. He gets more press coverage out of this because there is another person on the ballot. And apparently Mike Huckabee held on for many, 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 many months. He did. You know, he did, he held on. And so as long as she is benefiting Trump by being on the ticket, it isn't a harm in my mind. However, the donor well, money, I'll, shame on yes. that. That's where I get concerned. Well, that's that's where it matters really at this point. There's been over $300 million that's been spent that could have been used on a ground game and to to try to help rally behind behind Trump. And so that's really what what so many people are upset about and what Ronna McDaniel is even talking about at this point. Exactly. Fair argument. The reality is that she's not going to be in the race much longer. Like she wouldn't be able to go much past uh, South Carolina, even if she doesn't drop out now. We're talking within weeks. So, however, these donors are probably going to cut her off anyway, because she was supposed to when you've got to get Democrats to vote for you or independents to vote for you. And you cannot win in just a Republican only uh, caucus type standing. You got a problem. And even in Iowa, they had some same day registration and that most liberal of counties where they allowed people to come in and register, that's the only place she won by one vote, one vote, which is Mm. absolutely astronomical. Uh, I I think it was Matt, um, what's our congressman's name, Matt, uh, shoot, 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 Matt Gates. He put out, yeah, I say ours because he's such a rabble rouser. I love him. He put out a tweet. He says, and what party is she running for or what primary is she really running for? Because it right. is coming across as a Democrat now. I was on Newsmax, and Rick Santorum, former senator, had said she was the more moderate of candidates, and he gave all this gobbledygook after that. And I had oh. to contradict him, and I said, how Good is she you. more moderate when she has been behind this war in Ukraine, not advocating against uh, illegals, saying that they are not criminals, allowing uh, taxes to go higher in South Carolina, ensuring that she gave land to the CCP? I mean, these are not moderate issues. And then she's running and saying she's moderate on abortion when flat out Donald Trump had said he's not going to make this a federal issue. It is a state's issue. And so I said to call her moderate when, in fact, she's doing things that are actually very offensive to Republicans. You know, she's talking. Jesse, thank you. 
Thank you. I know they don't like to, they don't like necessarily for, you know, people I've been on Newsmax a million times too, but you know, sometimes some of the other Republicans, especially somebody with a title like his, they don't like somebody to speak up against them, right. And push back a little bit. This is a yep. woman that wanted people to have to do, do a public profile with their ID in order to have a social media account. I mean, she exactly. is nothing and, and trying to drag us into endless wars, right. She's part of the that Ukraine. Is not Ukraine. Moderate money laundering machine absolutely not moderate and so one of the reasons why i wanted to talk to you about from a strategy standpoint is that um uh, the um the fact that does she know something that we don't know that is there sign of some kind of play behind the scenes where the uniparty is like look this is this is who we're going to push through in November if we can take out Trump somehow so and the Democrats were like we'll let her win and then people will think that the the elections are legit because I don't she's think got it's that organized I don't think it's that organized and the reason I say that okay. is I lived in Washington DC and if more than one person knows a conspiracy everybody knows so okay. this is really more or less the never Trumpers. And I basically said on that very same interview this isn't about moderate versus Donald Trump this is about never Trump push yes. against Donald Trump. And the people that are supporting Nikki Haley are never Trumpers. And mind you, Rick Santorum has not always been uh, behind Donald Trump. He has kind of always been a little bit um, uh, frustrated, I would say, with the way Donald Trump even communicates. And I've seen some of the great people like uh, Mercy Schlapp come back and say, I'm sorry, you're saying that he should take a different tone when he no. has been attacked relentlessly. He only goes after those individuals that have gone after him, period. Whereas, meanwhile, you've got Joe Biden going after millions of MAGA voters at, across the board. So when mm-hmm. people try to say Donald Trump could change his tone, think, really, should he? Because he is no. actually a very nice person. I've met him, and he does go after only those that have gone after him. And Nikki Haley has said she would not run. If he was on the ticket and turned around and, and called him and said, I'm going to get on this ticket. And, and he she has the never reason people. Right. She has never acknowledged on the know camp- her name. Right. And she's never acknowledged that, Jesse Jane Duff. I have never heard her say once, thank you to Donald J. Trump for, for putting me, putting taking me, on the me map. an ex-governor and putting me on the map at the UN. In fact, he did not have to make that a cabinet position. It never has been. And he did that for her. And, this and is she how was a she never Trumper him. then. She did not yes. support him then. And the mere fact, like I said, this is not moderate when you have made a massive amounts of money. I also remember I said this, massive amounts of money off of the defense industry. Now, I said, that puts question marks in everybody's heads about what your Mm -hmm. agenda is. When you have profited off of the very defense, look, I am pro-defense, and I think the defense industry has a place and does an excellent Mm -hmm. job ensuring that our warfires are very well prepared. But when I know somebody has profited off of the defense industry and then wants to go weasel into government and have influence over wars, I have an issue with that because now I wonder if you are lining your pockets. They have unvested stock as Secretary Lloyd Austin had one up to 1.5 million unvested stock with Boeing mm. the day he was getting confirmed. And we still don't wow. know if that was vested or not. So maybe he never will do anything to profit off of that. But mind you, if he didn't vest it, all of those Boeing contracts that came in after he was confirmed, he is still profiting off of. That is not a good look. 
for no. anybody that has to send your sons and daughters into war. And we have to have the best war fighting equipment. But even was it Eisenhower that said the industrial war complex is your one of your greatest threats because they're profiting off of keeping that gin going. And that is a yes. very risky measure with sons and daughters who can get and have their blood and hearts and guts spilled out on foreign shores. It, and it's what people love about Trump. what we went through. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what, what we just went through. That's what we just went through. And what people love about Trump is just because he didn't lead us into war and was the first president in decades who did not, doesn't mean he doesn't understand the value of a strong military. What he understands is peace through exactly. strength. Exactly. Exactly. Jesse so, Tough. Tell every we gotta go, we gotta skedaddle. Tell everybody how to find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on every social media with the same handle, Jesse Jane Duff, J-E-S-S-I-E. And all I can say is, people, get out there and vote hard and make sure you get people registered to vote. Support Donald Trump. Nikki Haley will fall off to the wayside soon. She's just certainly making this interesting. I've never seen anybody so self-absorbed. I'm coming in second. This is great. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. Have a great day, everybody. Take the hill. All right, now stick around. We got more Andrea K. Show coming right up. You never know what we're going to talk about, so stick around. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Earlier in the show, we were talking to Jesse Jane Duff about the military-industrial complex. And she was talking about how uh, Secretary of Defense, SecDef Lloyd Austin, at the, the day he was sworn in, I think she said, as SecDef, he held, I don't know, a million shares or a million dollars worth of shares or something in Boeing. And I didn't even realize that. And now I'm thinking, wait a second. Um, she, so she's not sure, you know, how much money he might've made or profited from. Look, we're not anti-profit here, but the problem is, is there's a conflict of interest when you're in the government and you're a secretary of defense and you've got a financial interest in a government contractor, right? Um, so anyway, um, that made me think about a story that was coming out in Boeing today because maybe, you know, hmm, how do I say this? Um, I'm not pleased that it's kind of scary that DEI is taking the place of product safety. Um, and we know that after that, uh, Alaskan airline situation, there's been a whole lot of reports of different planes with issues, including Alaska air and, um, uh, Virgin Atlantic where a passenger looked out the other night at the wing and it's like, uh, oh, there's a bunch of de- uh, nuts and bolts missing off the wing. Well, today there's another story. Uh, Delta Airlines, a, a Delta Airlines Boeing 757 taxiing the runway with 184 passengers on board uh, at Atlanta's airport was, a for- was forced to abort the takeoff when a nose wheel fell off and parted ways. So, I mean, a nose wheel just falls off right before takeoff. I mean, part of me is like, okay, Secretary uh, Defense Austin, maybe you aren't making bank off of Boeing. Um, you you know, uh, you get what you got coming to you. But on the same token, I don't know if this could have killed people. I don't know what a nose wheel is. Um, but, uh, I, I, oh, the nose wheel is the thing, is the wheel in the front that holds the the, the plane up, I guess. Um, uh Uh, Here's the report. 
the plane is 32 years old. It, uh, the wheel quote, came off and rolled down the hill. Can you imagine Sesame? I mean, we've turned into there. I can remember, I'm old enough to remember when NAFTA was on the books, right? Was being proposed. And we're like, they were negotiating or whatever the NAFTA deal. And we're like, we're going to bring third world trucks into the United States to be on our roadways. We're going to have wheels flying off. And now that's who we are, isn't it? This whole, yeah, you're spot on. This whole story with, because <laughs> honestly, you look at all what's, what's going on with the airlines and these airplanes falling apart. It is so symbolic of what's going on with this country. This is what happens when you have incompetent leadership and people in these giant companies, whether it's, it doesn't matter at this point if it's giant companies or big government bureaucracy, they're focusing on all of the wrong things. So it's really not a surprise that this is happening, but it's just such a fitting example of, or a symbol, I should say, of what's going on in this country. Everything is broken. Everything's falling apart. Your transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, pothole Pete, as they call him, has no explanation, <laughs> no expertise, no real skills to offer the American people. The FAA is now starting to hire people with severe psychiatric issues or severe disabilities and mental illnesses. It, this is just crazy. This is actually this is actually crazy land. So yeah, it's it's yeah. such a fitting example to describe the Biden administration. The wheels on the plane literally fall off. Yep. That that's that's what you get for putting Biden into office, everybody. Hopefully, the American well, people will learn that lesson. It's not even just Biden. It's not just right. Biden. It's all of his appointees. But you know what I'm saying? It's the well, people, it's the, the FAA, it's the, the people entire, going. It's well, what's happening is the wheels are off after decades, after decades of a uniparty system that is spending money out the out the trillions to all trillions and trillions and trillions all around the world at the expense mm-hmm. of us at the expense of our nation at the expense of things that make sense at the expense of reason like a 34 trillion dollars in debt like diversity equity and inclusion like mutilating children like esg scores like how do we think how do we shove people at home and that are healthy and not allow them to work i mean the insanity of but what both parties have done has really led to the nation with its wheels falling off and unfortunately we don't have enough uh it we don't it, we don't have enough republicans willing in fact what we've got is we've got republicans trying to trying to control the outcome the uniparty including republicans trying to control the outcome of elections and trying to destroy president trump which is what that bribery scheme was all about mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. opened the show talking about the talking about the texas border right now at the same time that we're talking about that. Mitch McConnell has been secretly trying to pass a border bill without revealing publicly as to what's in it because the Republican Party is in on the invasion. And that's the reality. The wheels are coming off and they want to stop Trump from coming in to try to repair and to keep and to keep the plane going. We're going to take a break. We come back. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Stick around if you miss any part of the show. Download the podcast and email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Andrea 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.